Why? Fuck that jersey. Fuck the Packers. Fuck Brett Favre. <laughs> That's funny. So Sturger. Right? Fuck Brett Saberhagen. Never mind. I'm not gonna say my comments right now because we're Fuck recording George already. Brett. Fuck Green Bay. Fuck Green Eggs and Ham. Fuck Al Green. Anything got anything to do with Green Bay or Packers today? Fuck all of them. And fuck you for wearing that jersey. Go Cowboys. Speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Boot to the Face, episode 50. Halfway to 100. 100, Marty. 100. Halfway there. I'm Chris uh, Ruff. I'm here with Marty Vasquez. And as you heard, this is episode 50 of Boot to the Face. I got a quick question for you. Do you want to get beat by MBS or you want to get beat by Stefan Diggs? Which one do you think you want to start? Well, one of them's gonna. It doesn't up. matter which one you're gonna start. <laughs> I fucking hate you right now. I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh shit! I haven't even had my first sip of coffee yet, and I fucking hate you already. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's coffee. What the, is that? Like creamer with a splash of coffee in that? Yeah, that's how I drink my coffee. I like it to be, I like it to be right in between Halle Berry and Angela Bassett as far as the color goes. Oh, I get it. That's cool. There's no whiskey in it either. So, oh shit, I'm taking my son to get his hair cut when we get done, so I couldn't drink anything. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't want to grow that. Sh- doesn't want to grow that shit out. Tom, grow it I'm out. Not, I'm not feeling it. He wants it to be wild, like. Like, my daughter let her hair down, and I called her a wild Samoan. She's like, who is that? And I showed her. <laughs> look like that. Oh, and then she comes out of her bedroom doing the Bray Wyatt crab walk. And I'm like, you need to knock that shit off. When you posted that video, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm going to send her a, uh, a mask. I was going to take a picture of the mask. Do you want me to pick you up one? And I was going to send it to you. But I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to send her one just so she could do her crab walk with the mask on. Those shits are creepy. And then, and then uh, you know, they can just play the music when she comes out of her room. Well, I would ask you how your weekend is, but I'm pretty sure we're going to cover it later. So we'll just get right into it. Fantasy football and real football this week is Marty Vasquez versus Chris Rucker, the Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys, his sorry-ass fantasy team versus my undefeated fantasy team. Marty, how you feeling about y'all's chances? I feel like we're going to beat that ass. Uh, one, we're going to um, – I'm fantasy football, I don't know – what you think is going to happen, but pretty sure going to win that game. Nah, no questions out. Um, 
as far as when it comes to the Packers and the Cowboys, I mean, we know the track record. We've seen what happened. The last, what, three times the Packers have been in Dallas, they've beat that ass in, in pretty good fashion. Um, I, the, the Pretty the good sheriff, fashion? It's been sheriff, like the luckiest fucking wins in the history of lucky fucking wins. Don't say pretty good fashion. The, and then the time in the playoffs, y'all cheated. Dez fucking caught it. Kiss my ass. He caught Des it. I'm going to take that shit. to my grave. They're going to write on the grave, here lies Chris Rucker. Bad motherfucker. Dallas Cowboys fan. Dez caught it. 1982 to the end of the world. All right. So here's what happens. Dez's catch, and if you can't see, it's I got air quotes going here because it wasn't a catch. Dez's catch goes in the same category as the fail Mary in Seattle. Okay? Because the fact of the matter is that shit went the way it did, and it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Um, that, that was that was a catch by us. We should have won that game against Seattle. You guys say he was a catch. It wasn't. But things changed after that game. So now, had that, ha- that catch happened now, that would be a catch. I would say that. But at that time, that catch it was, a catch. was not that's a catch. Why they, that's why they overcorrected the rule. It okay. was a fucking catch. That's fine. And after the Seattle the, game, that's when the refs The said, man caught okay. the ball. He adjusted. He took three steps. He did he take three steps. He was, fucking, he was falling down when he tried to Marty, catch that ball. Marty, I've watched this play 150 times. He took three steps. He was he switched hands with the ball. He dove for the goal line. And mind you, everybody can say what they want. I have never seen a video or a picture of the ball actually touching the ground. To me, it looked like his arm, his forearm and bicep squeezed the ball up, which made it pop up in the air. The ball never actually hit the fucking ground. What you're saying is that you're still in denial six years later. No, I'm still bitter as a motherfucker because I'm pretty sure we would have beat Seattle's ass and ended up in the Super Bowl. We got fucking robbed. Wow. That's how I feel about that. Fuck you. Well, I hope Cowboys buy a million a day. Cowboys buy. We're not even going to have Devontae Adams in the game. We're still going to be. Oh, you know what? That right we there. We don't have Tyron Smith. Our no best Adams. No Adams. MBS going to be the top receiver today. I just made my decision right there. And Juju's playing. Oh, shit. Anyhow, let's get to wrestling because you, you got me fired up already. Fired up. And I hope you're watching that catch where he goes up over your little weak-ass cornerback, snatches the ball from him, switches the ball to his left hand, takes one, two, three steps, dives for the goal line, and then the ball, quote-unquote, hits the ground, which I've still never seen footage of the ball hitting the ground. Yes, it was a catch. But... There's no guarantee that we would have stopped Aaron Rodgers from going down the field because he was balling that day, but we deserved a fucking chance to stop him. That's all. And you know what else? You want to know something else that gets left out of all the conversation? So all the time that came off the clock when Dallas is going down to about to run that play on the goal line, it was like 40 seconds before the challenge. They never put that time back on the clock. All right, serious question. Fancy football. Not us. This is for the Georgia. This is for the Georgia League. Um, <clears throat> do you uh, think Wentz or or Rivers? Who's Rivers playing? Denver. Wentz playing New Jersey or New uh, New York. Uh, they're playing here. Oh, I I go Rivers. Okay, that's what I figured. You got Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're yeah. they're literally like a point five point difference between the two, and I'm like, uh, 
so wins over the Jets. In the podcast league, Marty, I play JP, and he's texted me like six times since we started talking all kind of shit. Uh, JP? Yeah, JP oh. from Irish Whip. He's been talking shit for days. But I don't think he realized that I've pulled off a couple trades in the past couple weeks. And my squad now in a PPR league is fantastic. I got is, Julio. Is he, is he crying because um, Goskowski is out for the season? He's going to be crying after today. <laughs> he's telling me he's going to start all the Patriots. I'm like, go ahead. I'll drop Rex Burkhead and let you pick him up. Because that motherfucker got me 1.7 last week. Who are the Patriots up. playing today? Uh, who knows? They're fucking. I hope they're undefeated when Dallas plays them in November. That's what I want. I want them to be like eleven and zero. Why? Because you know what? That's cool. I I can go with that. Spank that ass. I'm good with that. I mean, because Dallas won't be undefeated, but you know. Well, obviously, we lost last week, Marty. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm so glad you guys ended up losing that game. I was so bitter. I was like, they better fucking lose. One because it was against the Saints, but two, I was like. I don't want to go into that game, this game today, with you guys undefeated and the Packers with one loss. Now it's even. It works for me. Well, it would, I, I kind of would rather teams come in hot and kind of be feeling themselves than come in after a hard loss, which we both have. So both our teams will be. Dude, kinda... seriously, like both games, like fucking bullshit. Fuck the Eagles. Yeah, I was, I was needing y'all to beat the Eagles, but. Let's get to some wrestling, Marty. Huge monumental week in the sport of professional wrestling. Monday kicked off Monday Night Raw. And to be honest with you, it felt like it was so long ago. I don't even remember what the fuck happened. Um, I know they had a new set, which I love. I know Lana has a new video coming out on black.com, apparently. The way her and Lashley showed up at the fucking Dude. blue carpet the other day, Ugh. looking like it was the porn awards or something. Uh, like, Rusev, I, I want to say this thing. Like, I'm, I'm gonna throw this real quick. Like, I, I obviously I grew up in the Attitude Era. That shit that happened was fantastic back then. But I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care how this makes me come off. But I fucking felt uncomfortable watching that shit on uh, when she came out with Lashley. Like, I was like. Yeah, and Rusev's just standing there taking it. Like, I get it's all, you know, an act, but I'm like, fuck that noise. Did you see the interview? They were like, so what's up with Rusev? She was like, I don't know. He's probably somewhere playing video games. It's <laughs> like, damn. She's like, nothing wrong with playing video games, but that's all he does. And he's got this at home. <clears throat> had this at home. And Lash is just sitting there licking his lips. Like, yep, BBC. And that is not the British broadcasting system either. We're talking about people or company, whatever it is. Uh, but but Raw, I went to the NWA tapings Monday, so I, I normally watch Raw live. I watch it the next day, and I really don't – nothing was too memorable about it. Um, I don't know. Anything happened that – Becky, I thought Becky cut a good promo against Sasha. Her and Sasha probably got the most momentum going into Hell in a Cell out of everybody. And that's I mean, including, let's, that's let's including be honest. Fiend and Rollins. That and that's the was that match right there is the only other match that's had any kind of <clears throat> of content behind it. Um, I mean, have they? I didn't look yet, but have they even announced any more matches for today? Bailey and Charlotte, which we all title. knew that we all knew that was coming, just had to be announced. Bailey tweeted out they they want to inhale in a cell, and Charlotte's like, I already made that history. Next, <laughs> Bailey yeah. was like, 
oh, well, never mind. She doesn't want to fight in a cell in a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. <laughs> so Yeah, because that's what we want to see. We want to see two fe- or women matches in the cell for the titles. Come I on. wouldn't mind it. I mean... If we're only going to get, like, two Hell in a Cells, I'm, I don't want three Hell in a Cell matches if, it, if that's what's going to be. TLC. TNA used to do a pay-per-view, Lethal Lockdown, where every match was a cage match. And you would think that it would get watered down halfway through, but if done right, they could fucking do it. They could have more than two matches in Hell in a Cell if they wanted to. They could, but they have to make them worth match. I don't know. Bailey, Bailey in Hell in a Cell just doesn't do anything for me. Bailey's not doing anything for me at all. I, I've never really liked Bailey. In ring. Of the in four ring, horse- absolutely not. Oh, what are you talking about? Of the four... I can go some cakes with this coffee. (laughs) You're going to need a bigger cup. (laughs) Of the four horsewomen, she's probably the one I forget about the most. Like, honestly... You are? I think think they could replace her and be even better if they they were talking. Honestly, they could put Bliss in there. And you know how I feel about Alexa Bliss. I don't like her at all. But I think she's more compelling... And just you pay attention to her more than you would Bailey. Not Bailey's only that, but if you look at the at the horsewomen, and essentially when they go horsewomen, it's going to be a heel faction. I, I it has to be like just the way Sasha Sasha's a better heel. Charlotte is a better heel. She just is. Um, Becky can pull it off. Obviously, I think she would have been a great heel had the. Had the universe let her be a heel, but like Alexa, as far as like a heel, she would be perfect with the three of them. Like she's probably the best female heel on the roster. I'm looking at WWE.com now. They also uh, announced Roman and Daniel Bryan versus uh, the Bludgeon Brothers or whatever uh, the fuck they're calling themselves now. I thought that was already announced though. I don't. I don't know. I, that won't because. Yeah, because that that was one of the three matches that was already announced for it. So, um, but to the the only thing that I would say that was really of something that's going to be a content coming out of it, with the exception of stuff for Hell in a Cell, uh, would have been the matchups for the Crown Jewel when we got the Hogan versus Ric Flair teams. And we had, I know you don't give a fuck about that, but still, it's going to be the what it's going to team up to. It's going to end up team up to be some solid wrestling with the roster that we got i mean given hogan and, and rick flair there and we were asked which teams we are uh i'm team wrestling because i don't give a shit about either fucking coach like there's really no point for either one of them can flair even fly that far in you his fucking the- health condition right now one of those bullshit is the month fucking goes bitching and complaining about not getting a paycheck, and they're fucking throwing money at his ass right now to fly over to Saudi for this pay-per-view, and he's going to get paid again. And he's been on TV nonstop since he started crying about not getting paid, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, as far as he goes, I mean, I'm sure he's got some jet that he can fly out there that's discount paid, because we all know he ain't getting paid, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just sick of... Sick of Hogan on TV all the fucking time. I mean, he can't. What? All right. All personal stuff aside, what value does having Hulk Hogan on TV bring? Does he move the needle at all? It's not does even anybody say, oh shit, Hulk Hogan's going to be on TV. Let me make sure I watch Monday Night Raw. Does anybody do that? No. I don't. I don't. I don't. I talk to a lot of people that like wrestling, and nobody I know is like, oh, Hulk Hogan's can't miss TV right now. So what's the point? There really isn't. I mean, I think, to be honest, 
the WWE is doing more good for Hogan than Hogan's doing for the WWE. And that's a fact. That's a fucking fact. And Pete Opolis is going to love this. Ric Flair is more valuable on TV than Hulk Hogan is. You know, and I will and, agree with that, but... And I've dude. always been one of the people that have thought Ric Flair should be... Rick, where I grew up at, Ric Flair was always bigger than Hulk Hogan. All right? First off, I grew up around... I grew up in the hood for a while before I moved out to Georgia. And then in the southeast, this was NWA country. So no matter where I lived as a kid coming up, Ric Flair was always bigger than Hogan. Nobody liked Hogan where I lived at. So to me, Ric Flair has always been bigger. And right now, Ric Flair is more must-see than Hogan is because Ric Flair is rarely on TV. And Hogan's on there all the fucking time. Uh, speaking of NWA country, hold on, Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go back to that, <clears throat> it, I feel like it's getting pretty bad for Ric Flair to be on TV when he can't even fucking enunciate his words. Like, the dude is so fucked up, like, he can barely fucking talk. And it's getting to the point where it's like, don't put him on TV no more. Like, I feel bad for the guy, but seriously, he can barely get his words out. And you can't tell if it's just the years of, of everything going into him or if he's fucking drunk right now. Because he sounds like a drunk uncle being in Some rain. bitch is 70 years old, though. I mean, it could just be he's old. That's what I'm saying. You can't tell if it's either one. Obviously, it's it's the you know it's not the drinking part. But he sounds like the drunk uncle out there. It's like, dude, get the mic from him. Like, take the mic away. Yeah, I agree. Um, NWA. I went to the NWA tapings in the studio. It was probably about 200 people there. And I had fun. Like... We got we got VIP passes. We sat front row. Um, I saw. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say that it was a good time. If NWA comes to your city, the tickets aren't expensive. It's usually little. It's very intimate. You get to interact with the wrestlers and the people there, <coughs> including Billy Corgan, even though he pulled the ultimate superstar move on us and had security tell everybody hey during the meet and greet he's a little under the weather so no shaking hands and no touching it's like i don't know if i want to touch billy corgan anyway <laughs> like what do you mean no touching but he did chat with us he did uh he came out a couple times during the i don't know if you've ever been to studio you've been to studio wrestling wild superheroes you know how it oh, is yeah. but, uh how they have all the breaks and how there's a start and stop in the action and blah, blah, blah. And there's even there was even a point at the beginning where they stopped the first match and reshot it because they didn't start it out correctly. But other than that, man, you're right there next to the ring. You get to see everything. They have to be more crisp than WWE or AEW because everybody's right there. Like, there's only a couple hundred people, so you can't yell shit to one. I think... To me, I think it takes more skill to put off a good match in an environment like that than it does in an environment with 20,000 people in it because everybody's so far from the ring. Um, I had a good time. I'm excited about the show debuting this Tuesday on YouTube. Uh, it'll be on YouTube and Facebook on Tuesdays at 6.05, and then on Saturday you can get it on Fight TV. It'll be free for everything. And look for me in the front row talking some shit. Trying not to slap the fuck out of this guy that was sitting next to me with his wife that was very annoying. The wife or him? He was. He was like, there was one point he was in my chair with me. I said, bro, enough. He goes, man, these seats are really like close together. I said, yeah, but your wife is on the other side of you. Why are you not on her lap? And he kept like jumping around, like heckling the wrestlers. Like at one point he said something to Camille, and I'm pretty sure she thinks that I said it. 
And I was like, no, nah, it was this little cocksucker right here. <laughs> yeah. There's a matter of fact, there's a video uh, where she gets taken out by Nick Aldis. I posted and right beforehand, she turns around and looks at us. And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. He said something. And I told him to quit being a tattletale because he's been a little bitch. But yeah, it was. That's the only thing I don't Tekashi, like about Takashi. Shut the fuck yeah, up. That's the only thing I don't like about wrestling events is it's a it's a Russian roulette thing. Nine times out of ten, I get around people that are cool. But you, there every now and then, there's that one person like like you at WrestleMania <laughs> with the chick from the bar. No, no, Juicy thing at WrestleMania, she was fantastic. NXT oh. the night before, she was fucking horrendous. No, she kept her mouth shut at WrestleMania. She was cool as hell then. It was she the was dude that was horse. it was the dude she was with that was a complete jackass that night. But no, like um, the uh, no, it, 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 it's funny you mentioned that because I had the same experience. Is that no matter what, there's always that one jackass at every show I go to, and, and you know uh, this is probably going to be unfortunate, probably my last show of the year. But this is. I, there's always either someone next row or in front of me or somewhere around me that's always the jackass. And we have one this time, too. Um, but, I mean, I've been around. It's all, The people that are right next to me, though, are usually pretty cool people. Um, you know, usually you got, like, a family next to me. So the little kid who's there for the first time, that's always fun. Uh, one time uh, with Money in the Bank a couple years ago in Vegas, I was sitting next to, like, uh, Tommy Lawler, who was in UFC at the time. And now he's – I think he's – He's wrestling somewhere. MLW. MLW. Um, so, and we were sitting there talking all the time. And then we had a jackass sitting behind us that was like heckling him the whole time. Uh, so I was just waiting for him to turn around and just beat the shit out of him. But that didn't happen. Um, but no, I, yeah, there's always that one asshole that always has to fuck it up for everybody. Uh, I, I have one more show that I'm going to, besides the indie show that I go to once a month. Um, I got tickets for Starcade and. In Atlanta. That's if I don't go to WrestleCade, which I'm thinking that I will. I was kind of talking to my wife about it the other day, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get that worked out. And if I do, then I won't make. Or maybe I'll just hit Starcade on the way home because that's a Sunday night, and I'll be driving right through anyway. So I think you guys should come out uh, to California for like a California Christmas, like a week before, two weeks before. Um, WWE will be live at the Staples Center. Uh, for the WWE holiday tour, but you know, guys, come to Cali and we can watch wrestling. Just saying. Well, <laughs> that might be something for next year because I have like one vacation day left this year. <laughs> like, I've used all my sick time, all my FMLA, and I have one or th- I think I have two vacation days left. So that that trip will have to wait till next year. But I get three weeks next year, I believe. So well done. I get three. I get three weeks too, and I think I'm gonna have about a week to. I'm, I'm deciding on whether I take a trip at the end of the year. Um, or I just roll that shit over for next year and have extra weeks because yeah. that's the way like, to do I, it. Next year, I ha- close. Yep. Yeah. Well, like I have, a, I wanted to go like over like to Europe for, like at the end of the year before Christmas, and I still might do that. But like at the same point, like next year at the beginning, I got Houston for the Rumble. I got uh, Tampa for Mania. Uh, I got to get New York in there at some point, and I just it's like shit. Vacations rolling up, and I haven't got the time yet. So I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Oh, you're going to the Rumble? I'm going to the Rumble. It's in Houston. Heck yeah. Got Sorry, I'm, ba- I'm I'm battling my allergies over here. I'm, oh, that's cool. my I'm hitting the cough button there. and all that. So that's oh, right. Cool. I always forget your family left your ass in California and moved to Houston. Yeah, moved right to after, Texas. right after I got out here. Right after I got out here. 
It just shows what type of person you are. And yeah, you're a year and a half later, here you are, still here. It's slim pickings out there, Marty. There's not a lot of good people in the podcasting world. <laughs> um, <laughs> AEW debuted this week. We're 20 minutes in, and we're just now talking about the thing that's got the wrestling world abuzz, AEW Dino Might. Also, NXT. Uh, let's cover NXT first. Because, to me, the most memorable thing that happened on Wednesday night, and this is obviously for selfish reasons, because I just want to say I was right, was Finn Balor debuting on NXT. Because I have been calling for, for the longest, guys like Balor and even bigger guys like Orton to go back down to NXT. And once it was announced that NXT was going to USA, I didn't call Balor by name, but... I said we see some other people going down, and that's going to be fantastic. Um, Balor was so good in NXT, and he hadn't really he hadn't really done it for me since he's been on the main roster. But well, and, 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 yeah, but also the fact that they never really utilize him properly on the main. Oh roster. yeah, I'm not blaming it, it, him at all. It's, I'm uh, just saying. I mean, and what sucks is that he probably would have had a great run as a Universal Champion had he not got hurt by Rollins. Um, and that, that's what that's the unfortunate thing because once he got hurt, it basically when he he never Took was really given a chance after that. I mean, he didn't get a title match for what two years after that, and that's only because Roman gave it to him. If but. you notice, a lot of times Vince or WWE will go with a small guy and they'll get hurt, and then Brock Lesnar and Roman and people like that for the next couple years will run the run the town. Because Brian got hurt, Balor, Balor got hurt, Rollins got hurt. All these smaller guys. Rey Mysterio, back when he was champ, would get hurt. And that's why I believe WWE doesn't like going with the smaller guys trying to push them is because they're they're not built. Roman Reigns never gets hurt. Roman fucking, he got cancer. <laughs> like He had to get some real shit in order to get him to miss time. Um, no, he got hurt before that, though. He had a hernia. But I mean, that was like a two-week thing where he had to have no. a sports hernia. He got he got hurt for he was out for a little while while Rollins was champion, the first no. time. He had that sports hernia. Is that what it was? The whole that's time? what it was. He had a he had to get emergency surgery right before pay per view for a sports hernia, um, and then he got like the mumps or something like that. Him and Bray Wyatt, and it was like four or five guys that got the measles or the mumps or whatever the hell it's called. But as far as the actual legit. In ring injury, I don't ever remember Roman being hurt like that. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Well, I, I could have swore he missed some time from an injury a while back, a few years ago. Um, also on NXT, Tommaso Ciampa came back. Uh, had a good match between Adam Cole and Matt Riddle. Um, what else stood out to you on on NXT, Marty? To be honest, nothing really. Like <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, uh, between all the shows this week, and I know everyone's loving it. Um. I feel like NXT was probably the, and this is I, I don't care about heat for this. I felt to me NXT was the weakest show of the of the, of the week. Um, oh wow! There was actually spots in there where I was just fast forwarding because I really didn't care to watch some of the stuff. Um, given it maybe because it was like it's you know five hours of wrestling for the night already, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like with the exception of Ciampa and with Finn Balor, the Riddle and Cole match was all right, but it wasn't great to me. 
Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Baszler and Candice was all right. Wasn't fantastic. Um, there was another match on. Who did Dream fight? He just came out and talked shit. He just came out and talked. Okay, that's what it was. I was like, because I don't remember any much happening with him, but I remember him coming out. Um, but yeah, it just it wasn't. Some, there wasn't really anything on the card that really like, oh, this is the greatest show ever. Um, it just it just wasn't. There was a lot of, of pop factor going on there, but nothing of really content for me. I could see that if that it, it's, and this is where I think, unless your show is amazing weekly, especially. AEW and NXT. There's so much fucking wrestling. Like, we, I mean, I'm not one of the people that wanted all this. Like, I wanted a couple shows a week. This is every fucking day. My wife even asked me the other day, she goes, So what's on Tuesdays? I'm like, Total Divas. Total <laughs> Divas and the NWA will be on there. And now AEW announced they'll have like dark matches on Tuesdays. Impact Wrestling's on Tuesdays on Access TV. Thursdays NXT UK. Friday you got Smack. It's like, like fuck, man. Like some of us, you know. I know a lot of people think wrestling fans don't have lives and just sit around jerking off to what's happening with Kenny Omega all the time. But some of us actually have lives. You know what I mean? Like I don't have time for all this shit. First of all, we know it's like Kenny Omega. We know you have Paula back out there. It's okay. Yeah, instant flaccidness when you say that name. Just fucking. You ever seen a turtle put his head back in the show? That's my my wrestling boner when people talk about Triple H. Oh, shit. Um, So AEW also debuted this week, their very first show. And as far as production, the look, the feel, everything, man, I thought they knocked it out of the park. Um, It looked fantastic. Having Cody be the first one to come out will we'll tie into me what I'm going to talk about later with SmackDown. Just proves to me they know who their biggest star is. They're pushing other people just because they don't want it to come off like a Dusty Rhodes reinclination, but they know who their biggest star is, and it's fucking Cody. And if you don't believe me, go back and watch before anybody knew who was coming out when him and Brandy come up through that damn uh, opening in the ground and listen to the crowd. Don't even look at it. Close your eyes and just push play, and you'll be able to tell when Cody makes an appearance. And then when his music hits, that's the one thing I didn't like, by the way, is their music seemed a little low on TV. You couldn't hear shit. But when his music hits... Well, when his music... So here's the thing. When Cody came out, I was like, you knew it was them. And then his music was playing, and it was like, where's his fucking... Like, Did they change his music? Because you could barely fucking hear it. And all of a sudden, then it hit, and it was like, oh... Now they're walking down the the ramp. Now it's going to come on. And it was like, oh, what the hell, man? Come on. And people, I've heard people blast WWE for how loud they play their music in in arena. Well, now we know why. It's so the people at home can hear the fucking music because because I couldn't hear a goddamn thing. But Cody, to me, Cody came off as the biggest star tonight out of everybody that was there. Omega, Jericho, SCU, who cut a damn good promo. Uh, oh, dude, S- I fucking love them. They're so fucking like. I can't wait until Scorpio truly gets his moment because that man is going to fly to higher limits. Like, obviously, you know, Kazarian and Daniels have been there for a lot longer and have been in the industry forever. Um, and he's taking a step, step back. He, tr- I mean, he truly is the star of that group. 
And I can't wait till the moment where he really gets the time to shine. Um, but yeah, that promo, both the the video package and then the on-site pro- package, like they're, they're, they were they were fantastic. Um, so I'm 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 gonna go a different way here real quick. I'll only do this for a couple of minutes. I want to get your opinion on it. I'm kind of cool with some guys that work for uh, PW Torch, and ever since AEW started, all you've heard was. They're going to be inclusive. They want representation, blah, blah, blah. And the guys that uh, that I'm cool with for PW Torch, they, they keep pointing out that you can say all that, but as far as your main event scene for the men goes, it's, it's awfully white. And there's, there's nobody else there of color. And, and they have people there of color. And people ask these guys, who do y'all think it should be? And everybody says Scorpio Sky. So just... I said all that to say this. Take everything else away. Do you think he's capable of being a main eventer right now? With all, you think he can hang with Jericho, Cody, Omega, and all them if given the opportunity? I think so. Absolutely. I'm not just talking about in-ring. I'm talking about the whole package that comes with being a main eventer. Like, you got to be able to make people care. All the, I think he can, by the way. I'm asking you. Like, no, do you think... I- I absolutely do. I think that he has the the energy, the charisma, the wit um, on the mic. Uh, I think he's got the talent in the ring. And, and a damn good shoe collection. <laughs> that is true. Um, but no, I, I absolutely think that, uh, that he could absolutely stand up there with the best, without a doubt. All right. So I just, I just wanted to throw that out there because – I did, it's something I didn't notice at first. I just remember them always coming out like Tony Khan. Oh, yeah, we're going to be inclusive. We're going to get more people in the main event than just one thing, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the truth is, if you look at it right now, your company runs on, and this is what Cameron, one of the guys that uh, that's with the torch, always says, your company runs on the men's division. No matter how much everybody wants to say women and tag teams and all that, your company runs on the men's main event division. And in AEW right now, it's the same damn people that you thought it was going to be. So they did just start. We're going to give them a chance. I'm not yeah, as but, upset I mean, go, about and, it. And to go with that, when you mentioned earlier who like the, the biggest star is, and the biggest star has been fighting all the low-level talent. You know what I mean? Like Cody's biggest caliber match has been against his brother. So, I mean, it's he's fighting all these other guys, which – I think once he beats everybody, then it's like, it's gonna make oh well you know he's literally ran through the entire roster. This is why he is where he is. Um, but you know like the, this is gonna get to my point. You mentioned you asked about a month ago if they have dropped the ball with Hangman Page. I said no, they had it because they had the time to sh- they have time to develop him. Um, asked me that today. And I will completely concur. They 100% have dropped the ball with Hammond Page. Um, how the fuck did they? What are they? Like, why are they having him lose out to fucking Pac? First of all, and he's he's not though. He's a fucking whiny ass little bitch. One, he whiny. Like he, cri- he cried. Right he cried his way out of his last company. He came over here. He bitched and cried his way out of this the biggest or the second biggest event. Their first event as a company hold on hold on hold on let me let me stop you because we don't know that that's true there's been conflicting 
rumors that maybe his visa was fucked up at the time, and that's why he couldn't come over. And they so just they just want, they used they used that they as used it. they used as in storyline because they didn't want to be embarrassed that his visa so got fucked up they, before the they biggest. used the whole Sami Zayn getting sick so he can't go to Saudi kind of thing. Okay. Right. And that's why Hangman went to where he was at across the pond and wrestled him over there so people could still see the match, even though they weren't getting it. That's the rumor. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. He could be a whiny little bitch, like you say. But the rumor is that his visa was fucked up and he couldn't go there. If that's the case, that makes sense. But history shows he is a bit of a whiny little bitch. Yes, I completely agree. His last two matches have been against two people that are essentially at the top of this organization. He beats Kenny Omega, which I'm okay with. Put him to know. sleep. You know, and I give it, I don't think that Pac is the best in the world and should be beating Kenny Omega yet. But then he goes and beats Hangman Page. And now he's going to, he's going to go up against, uh, wait, he, no, he's not going against Cody next. Is, no, he's not. But like, Pac's had two matches and he's beat two of the highest caliber guys on the roster. Are they putting like you say that they keep pointing like putting people in different tiers? Like to me, they they're showing like Pac is like the biggest star on the roster because of the caliber of uh, talent he's beating. Whereas you know you got Cody who's beating Sammy Guevara and timing out. Um, you know what I mean? It's just it's like I, why I is Pac? You. Why is Pac who hasn't really done much in the last couple years? And without a cruiserweight title, didn't really do much in the WWE. Is getting such a high push with the AEW. They're pushing Cody as the biggest star. That's why he came out first on on TV. Their first time on TNT, he's the first face you saw. They're pushing Pac as the best wrestler they have. Not as a superstar. Not as you give a fuck about what he's talking about. None of that. When the bell rings from the beginning to end, they're pushing him as the best wrestler they have, which I can't say I'm mad at because he's good. And both of those matches were really good. I'm not a Kenny Omega fan. I enjoyed that match. I thought that match was fantastic. I you was know, high you know, on uh, Hangman. As, as many matches as you've, as, as much as you don't like Kenny, you do like an awful lot of his matches. Name another match that I like. Quit being a hater, man. Name another match besides the one with Cody in San Francisco. Name another Omega match I've ever admitted to liking. You, you didn't. You said that Kenny versus Okada wasn't a bad match. Wasn't a bad match doesn't said, mean I liked it. I'm just saying. You could shit really, on. I just shit on Jericho no, and, and Omega. I was really just trying not to shit on Kenny versus Okada for the sake <laughs> of not shitting on it, and I was. I admitted that it was not a bad match. But if I uh, really want to tell you how it felt, I was trying no, not to be we're negative. Good. We're good. Okay. Let's right. go on. <laughs> v trigger these nuts. <laughs> v trigger seventy five fucking oh. times like a goddamn cheat code. <laughs> he should just call oh, it up, up, yeah. down, down. Oh, uh, never mind. He can't call it that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about finishers later because I have I I'm a little irritated with somebody this weekend or this on Friday night's finisher. Um, Sammy Guevara, Jericho, LAX or the former LAX. I don't I don't know what their name is and a returning. Jack Swagger. Jack Hager. We the people. Well, technically, it's Jake Hager. Jake Hager, yeah. That's true. My bad. Um, Got a huge reaction when he showed up. And Dude, I, first of all, I never realized how big that fucker was. Like, he's fucking big, man. He's fucking beast, the dog out there against that ring. He just was like, just, oh my gosh, dude, that dude was a beast. So let's move ahead and then I'll move back. Cain Velasquez shows up, 
at the end of SmackDown and people shit on it. Jake Hager shows up at the end of AEW and people praise it. Cain Velasquez beat Brock Lesnar's ass in a real fight inside of a steel cage, was a real-world champion. Fucking Jack Swagger was a mid-card champion and is beating up motherfuckers they're finding at Home Depot inside of a cage, and everybody loses their shit over it, Thank which you. goes to show, again, how people that love AEW are the biggest fucking hypocrites in the world. They only see shit through rose-colored AEW glasses, and it pisses me off. But anyway, let's go back. Move yes. on. Yeah. Oh, you have to bring up Kane. I'm that that irritated me. The fact that people are shitting on that, I'm like, oh, this is Bro- oh Kane Vlog. This isn't one like you realize he's one of the only motherfuckers on the planet that's literally beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Like, if you're gonna put anyone in a match and th- and make it believable that they could beat Brock Lesnar, it's that some bitch right there. Like, come on now, get over your bullshit. Hey, oh, Ronda's music hits. We're gonna fucking go crazy. Okay. We have another champion come over, and you're going to shit on it. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, but Cain Velasquez is nowhere near the name Ronda Rousey was. <sighs> no. In true. MMA, he was, true. but not in mainstream. True. I, and I agree with that 100%. But when you're looking at just coming out and being a beast, I mean, he did make fucking – he did he take care of <laughs> I mean – Yeah, Brogdon is looking drunk as hell after he took that left hand to the chin. I'd be pretty just flailing around. I mean, Kane is a Hall of Famer. He is a, a MMA Hall of Famer. He's going to be a MMA Hall of Famer 100%. Uh, and he's got wrestling back. He's, he's been wrestling for a minute now. And, uh, yeah. So, how do you feel about the end of AEW? We're getting way off track. End of AEW, I, I liked it. Uh, the fact that, obviously, you know, that they gave the win to Jericho um and his team <clears throat> however it was kind of I, I thought that maybe like omega would, would have made his way back at some point but he didn't but Shit. the fact that did but you the see fact, what happened to him? Yeah, I know, dude. That was, that was awesome. getting up from that. That, that was sh- dope. That shit was awesome. <laughs> and kudos to Omega for agreeing to take that shit. Because he it wasn't just a, a bullshit fall on top of a glass t- like he took that shit like they were in the middle of the ring. So yeah. shout out. I mean I, again not a Kenny Omega guy, but I got to give respect where respect is due. Like to agree to get spiked like that on top of, a, even if it was a prop glass table, it's still fucking glass. Thank you. Um, uh, no. But okay. so when it comes to the, the finish, like the fact that it looks like we're gonna have two factions there to to, to kind of heat up some stuff here. Um, I think that's cool. I think that the way they just came out and like cleared house, and uh, I mean the fact that that Hager just destroyed the entire elite like one hundred percent. Uh, even Cody came out and got his ass beat. Um, I think what it, I think it also what it did was just show that the elite, even though they run this joint, they, you know, they're not necessarily the ones who are going to get the push. It's showing like anybody can do get anything. Anyone can get pushed. Anyone can get a match. Uh, it's not going to be these are the guys who are going to continue to win and. It just shows that they they continue to have proven that they're not the ones that are going to keep getting the win, and I think that's good for business. I think it's putting good faith for the for the fans. Um, but having a heel faction and having more behind Jericho, uh, I think it, it it sets up more good versus evil than that gray area, and I like that. I wouldn't say that they're not because I mean, they're still in the main event. No, no, I know that, but they're but they're, they're not gonna they're and obviously they and they should be though. That's the thing; they should be in the main event. They're they're some of the biggest names in wrestling, and, and that. I mean, when be. the goddamn company's named after the name of your faction, 
You know what I mean? Like, clearly yeah. you're going to have something to do with everything. Right. But what it's showing is that they're not unbreakable. And oh. that's what I'm talking about. Let me ask you. Have they called themselves the elite on TV? They did. On on this show? Yes, they did. They when okay. they were when uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it was JR. Uh actually it might have been I don't know if it was JR or not. Uh but when they when when Kenny and or when Kenny and the Bucks came out, they called them the elite. I'm I'm wondering if maybe they should change the name of the faction. Just because, like I said, it's named after the company's named after them. If they should call themselves something else, and they're not in the Bullet Club. I mean, I know when they left the Bullet Club, they took on the name the Elite, but I don't know. That just that doesn't work for me. I yeah. just, I mean, I, if they change the Elite, then it means they got to change everything they do, though. You know what I mean? Like they got. Yeah, change I mean, it's just it seems like a conflict of interest, though. Like, oh, you know I, I, I mean? agree, one hundred percent. It's like if WCW would change their name to NWO. Like, you know what the fuck is going on now. You can't just... Um, speaking of WCW, did the end of the show remind you of WCW, Marty? Wow. With just a big-ass faction beatdown of the good guys. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was waiting on Sting to jump out of the ceiling with a baseball bat. Like, that's how much it reminded me of WCW. And it was on TV. I mean, I mean, and there was Tony Schiavone talking. The son of Biz didn't show up to Raw or SmackDown this week, so hey, he could have been He was on there. the blue carpet. I know. Apparently he was doing meet and greets too. Um, in paint, by the way. Why are you trying just, to piss me I'm, off? I'm just joking. It wasn't in paint. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tony Schiavone, I I don't think Jr. needs to be on TV. He doesn't. Uh, and I go and I love Jr., but he really doesn't. Uh, it goes all back to even Monday night. There's just some people that need to hang it up and not be on air anymore. And King, Jerry Lawler, needs to not be on TV anymore also, like at all. He's definitely out of his era. Uh, his jokes are stupid as fuck. Like, it's amazing that when I was a child, when I was a kid, I'm like, some of his stuff, his one-liners were like, oh, that's funny. Please. But his one-liners are annoying as fuck. And the older I get, the more annoying they get. If I told and, you you had a good body, would you hold it against me? That's uh, one of the lines I remember him saying back in the day to like one of the I think it was Trish that was sitting next to him and I was just thinking he's a pervert. Dude, 100%. Like there's a reason he got the cat. I'm just saying, lucky bastard. Um but no, I, I, yeah, I mean Tony Schiavone, he he was he was fantastic on there. I thought I thought he did great. But J, JR brought some color, but I just don't think that that, that he really doesn't need to be on there anymore. Like he just seems bitter. So he just seems really bitter, and like you could tell he doesn't like uh, like half of the shit that happens. Does that make sense? Like, yep. I mean, I do appreciate the fact that he calls it out when he doesn't like it, but you can tell he's like there against his will. Really, he's just doing it for the money. I mean, I could be wrong, but to me, that's how it comes off. Like, if you really listen to him talk, you could tell he doesn't like half the shit. It's like. Well, know. and you and you kind of started to hear a lot of that at the end of his run with with and New Japan also though, you know, just because the diff, the wrestling form the wrestling style of New Japan, which kind of rolls over to the way style is on AEW, like yeah. it's just not the style that Jr's from and he, that he's that he's part of. You know, when you think Jr, you don't think that kind of wrestling, and he's been doing it. He does it well, but you can tell that he, it's definitely you know get off my lawn. 
kind of thing, you know? All right, Mark, let's stir some shit up real quick. AEW's got a new women's champion, Nyla Rose versus uh, Riho. Tell me how you felt about this match, how you felt about the winner, and how you felt about the two people that were in this thing. I felt that this was probably the one moment of the night that I wasn't wasn't tuned into and didn't care about unfortunately um i really was i didn't really feel that those two people should have been in the match um i feel like there's more names and better talent on the roster that that should have been in that first women's match um it's uh as far i i between the two i feel the winner is the right choice However, I feel like I have no emotional tie-in or no no care factor for the title at all right now, though. I don't give a shit about either one of them. And to have, if that match is the match that you're going to have as the championship match, there is no fucking way. And yes, I know, as Dez on Talkamania would tell you, that most of the women in WWE are small Alexa Bliss, Kyrie Sane, even fucking Oscar and EO are all that short. But they're not that small as far as body type. Riho does not look like she could beat Alexa Bliss, let alone beat Nyla Rose. Um And the way she the way she beat Nyla Rose too. I'm just like Really? Really? And I know that's Kenny Omega's girl and this is probably the first sign of them influencing, looking out for their friends more than anything. Because as you said earlier, there's more people that would be better off as the first champion than her. I mean, honestly, I she mean, has no emotional ties to anybody. Nobody really... Do people... Okay, I didn't watch the intros. Were people excited when her music hit? Because I had no clue who she was until the pay-per-view before uh, last. No, and, and Nyla Rose got the bigger... Got the bigger um, pop, but and it, it hit the unfortunate. The one who got the biggest pop of that match was the one who came out to sit at the at the commentators table, and that was Britt Baker, and she's the one. She's the one that should have been in the match. I I agree. I think she should have won. I think it should have been Thank her you. versus uh, uh, who's the girl she's feuding with? I always get them. I always get. The girl I'm thinking of, I apologize for not remembering her name, and the girl that pulled the tampon out. I always get them confused with each other. Um, so I don't want to call them. Wrong. I want to think, is, is it Bea Priestley that, that she's feuding with? Uh, I think that is her. I think so, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that would have been a better match for the championship. It would have been two names that are bigger. I get what they're doing with Nyla Rose. Um, again, I don't like how it's being done but you know whatever that's that's just me my personal feelings um and nothing against her for what she i'm talking about how they're treating her for what she is just to be clear uh but again the match itself like i just if you're gonna put them two in there let nyla just squash the shit out of her and win the belt yeah and then the the belt itself oh my god i didn't realize it was that damn small so so here's the thing, and I had I've been having this conversation all week. The tag team belts aren't very big either. And the the only thing I could come to think about is one, I feel like they're giving homage to the old titles. That just I mean the, yeah, the oh, titles, yeah. the, you know, that's how they, they were. But at the same time, the way I see it is like you mentioned earlier, 
People want to talk about tag teams. People want to talk about women's division. But at the end of the day, what drives the business is the men's division. The heavyweight championship is what drives the business. The heavyweight champion is the face of your company. For the most part. I know that Cody is the face of the company and Jericho's a champion right now. But Jericho is a face of the company also. But your focus is on the heavyweight championship. And that's why the, the fucking belt is humongous compared to the other two titles. And I know. We, it's amazing that Jericho lost a motherfucker. It's so big. <laughs> but, okay, you know, <laughs> but and when I look at that, when the, the discussion I've been having all week is the fact that they're, they're not trying to take away from what the women's title is or the tag team titles. But they're trying to put more focus on the men's title. And, and that's what I see it as. Like, hey, here's the women's title. Here's the tag team belts. Here's the fucking men's championship. This is what we're here for. And, I, you know, it may you could say equality. You could say it's not fair, whatever. You want a big championship out. But you know what? I don't want the WWE where every belt looks the fucking same and is the same size except for the color. I don't want that. Give me different belts. Give me different looks. You know what? People shit on 24-7 belt. I love a 24-7 belt. Want to know why? Because it's different than every other title in that organization. But and, and that's what it comes down to. So, yes, the title was tiny as fuck. Like, it literally was like a size of a quarter. Um... But I think the focus is putting it, the rest of it onto the main championship. I don't like the size of it. I don't mind the look of it, but I just when that referee held that damn belt up, man, it looked like he had a toy in his hand. And Absolutely. Hey, like- I understand women are are smaller than men and blah 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 and all that shit. So their title should be smaller, but not that fucking small. No. Like- because it doesn't. When you put that belt on, even on like a Rio or uh, you know, it's just that belt doesn't. It's not going to look like a championship belt. It's going to look like a belt, like an. I, but I I do think you're right about them paying homage to the older. Because t- go look at um, Santana when she was the NWA Women's Champion. The picture of the title that she's got, uh, Mula. The championship Moolah had way back in the day. The women's titles were always really small, but it's 2019, man. Fuck that shit. Get us a title that looks legit. True. Agreed. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the main event. What I thought was the main event of the weekend, which is SmackDown Live or Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, what was that? What was that? It was in L.A. Uh, I believe there was a, a movie star there. Uh, first time on Fox, Marty. They did 3.89 million people watching on a Friday night in the beginning of baseball playoffs with the Joker movie coming out that weekend. Again on a Friday night. That's fucking huge. When's the last time damn near four million people gathered around to watch wrestling that wasn't WrestleMania or something like that? Couldn't even tell you. So how was it since you were there? It was fucking amazing. It really was. Um, like, I still haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, I, was, I was trying to yesterday. But so apparently, because, like, obviously, you know, WWE has contact with Hulu, and Hulu puts the shows on the next day. Um, so I was like, oh, I had some downtime. So I was going to try to watch it because uh, I wasn't near my TV, so I couldn't, you know, pull up DVR or nothing. But that shit, like, apparently, SmackDown on Fox isn't going to isn't being put on Hulu to watch the day after. I wonder if you could get on Fox and watch it. If you get on Fox's app or online, probably. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even look yet. I could have, um, but yeah, at that point, it wasn't on there. Uh, But no, as far as like there, like that two hours flew by fast as hell. Like I had a great time. The the atmosphere was amazing. Everything they were doing was fantastic. 
Um, I mean, the matches for the mo- I, I didn't have a complaint. I, I didn't have a single complaint about the matches on the card that night. There was, I mean, the worst match was the the black the the dark match before the uh, the, the event started. And other than, and that was Ali versus Buddy Murphy. And it just you know it's whatever. Um, but the but the card, the promos, the the arena. I've been to a lot of shows at the Stable Center, and this was by far the biggest um, biggest crowd as far as like excitement goes that I've been to there, and that was pretty awesome. And it may have the fact that you know it started off with the Rock, uh, actually started off with Becky, but the the Rock promo started to kicked off the show, and it basically set the tempo for the entire night. Um, so we talked about. Cody early being the first one. The fact that the first music you heard on Fox television, well, technically it was Vince's music, but the first wrestler you heard was Becky Lynch, shows you. Well, technically the, the first wrestler you heard was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I get what you're saying. Well, we didn't see that. Oh, they didn't have the promo play? On TV? Yeah. On TV, the first music we heard was Vince McMahon. No, he no. came out with Stephanie. But, but Austin didn't play. They didn't play an Austin promo to start the show. No. Oh, never mind then. They played a video package of the show starting after Vince came out, and then the next music you heard was Becky Lynch. Okay. And to me, that just shows that the Fiend, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar, all of them are behind the man right now. As well, far, she, not she not supporting there. her, but behind her in the pecking order. <laughs> Never mind. Get your oh. mind out of the gutter. Stop. And hey. the fact that the biggest fucking star in the world right now is willing to go out there and do a little corny ass handshake with her and do an entire segment with your king, King Corbin, also being the antagonist in that shows you that he's the biggest hill in that company. Um, I love the entire segment. I thought Becky was fantastic. She came off like a star. I thought Corbin played his role great. I thought Corbin not being a little chicken shit and being like, oh, you motherfuckers want to fight? Let me take my robe off, even though he got his ass whooped. But I thought him standing up to him was good. Uh, I thought Becky's little one-liner about the ball she could hold being bigger than Corbin's was great. Um, and I just thought to myself, man, imagine if The Rock would have just Stayed around for like five more years because he only wrestled for seven years. Like the dude is just—you can't help it. Like he's just the fucking rock. Your first time seeing him in person, Marty? It was thirteen-year-old me was fucking. I was I. It was fucking amazing, dude. I fucking loved it. That's sh- and I, that's sh- and I knew it was about to come. And I, was, I wanted to catch like if you smell as soon as his music hits, and I had my phone ready. And then Becky came out, and then Baron came out, and I'm like, all right. But this is where the rocks had come out. And right when I was grabbing my phone, music hit. And I couldn't pull my camera fast. And I'm like, motherfucker. I was pissed. But, oh, dude, I was so happy. Like, I was that, – that's – I've been on cloud nine all week just because of that moment. And that's what the shit's about, man. Fucking moments like that are shit that you can't – that's why you put up with all the bullshit that wrestling has so you can have moments like that so yeah i, I mean, was happy let's, let's put it this way like there's a lot of people in my world who shit on wrestling and talk shit and um give me shit for it it's like whatever fuck you guys but i fucking post the videos of the rock and my my updates on the rock on on the show and everything like that and they're all fucking like 
all over it. I'm like, fuck you guys. You guys want to talk shit all, all, all year long. And The Rock comes out. You guys want to be fucking on the nuts. Like, calm the fuck down. But even, like, people that hate on wrestling, The Rock brings them into it. And that's what's fucking that's, – that's why he's the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Because he's all fucking, of entertainment. He's fucking amazing. He's The Rock. It doesn't matter. With the exception of some bullshit-ass movies he made a few years ago, you know, he, he's the fucking – he's the shit. Like, he is the fucking bar. Like, there's no one close to him. Uh, anything stood out to you besides The Rock um, as far as reactions go? Who the crowd was into because this was this was more of a WrestleMania type crowd than it was just a regular Friday Night SmackDown type crowd. So was there any surprises as far as reactions? Who got the biggest pop besides The Rock? Um, let's see. Thinking back, I mean, what was surprising was that Daniel Bryan got a loud fucking pop, and it's irritating. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And what, what was it? I don't know how it came off on TV, but like, he got a giant ass pop. From the fans he's been talking shit about. He got the Charlotte Flair. He, but, but Daniel Bryan is Charlotte fucking Flair right now. He'll talking shit to the fans, about the fans, about how they're fickle as fuck. People hate on him. And then he comes out, has one little turn, or gets turned on, and now everyone loves him. Same shit with Charlotte. And the pop for, D, for Daniel Bryan was loud as hell. And then Roman came out. And people were booing the fuck out of Roman Reigns. Like, oh wow! Like, really? Like, what the fuck has he done to get booed? He isn't in the main title picture. He hasn't been the main title picture in over a year. Since like that, he had cancer. Since he relinquished the title, he hasn't been in the title picture. The only the only interaction he's had about the title was when he came out with Seth and was like, "One day I'm coming for that belt," and that was it. That's all we've got with him in the main title picture. We haven't even really had him in a title picture. Not not just a universal heavyweight, but IC, US. It just He hasn't been there. He's been mid-carding the entire year. He's been giving great matches and doing great things as far as elevating other stars. He's fucking feuding with, with Eric Rowan. And, and put him over. And he got a fucking boot. And, and like, lost to him on, on pay-per-view. Lost to Eric Rowan. I'm like, why is he – like, you guys are fucking stupid as hell. Like, Daniel Bryan called you fickle as fuck. You cheer for him, and now you boo Roman, who hasn't done shit to you. And that was irritating. For, I would love for people to hate on Roman, Roman and say he gets pushed all the time and he's always winning to go look up his actual win-loss record. Roman puts over people more than anybody else does. Absolutely. A lot. I mean, there's no Baron Corbin if it wasn't for Roman Reigns, just saying. There's no Braun Strowman. There's no Bray Wyatt. Not the Fiend, but the regular Bray Wyatt. There's no Finn Balor in the Universal Championship. There's no fucking Dean Ambrose. There's no Seth Rollins. There's no... I can keep going on. Bobby Lashley beat Roman clean in the middle of the ring when he came back. Like, It's not just nefarious means people are using to beat him either. He's putting people over in the middle of the ring. Just fucking, you beat me. Hey, whatever. I'll come back next week. And people still shit on him. So to those people, I say, go fuck yourself. Uh, next time I see y'all Superman punching the damn throat. Okay, so now that you mention it, his Superman punch on Rowan was irritating as all hell. I, you know what? Uh, the Superman punch, it should be, the way he does it and as a finisher, it should be like the most like just powerful punch ever. 
But when he comes up and runs up and barely gets the punch up, like literally two, two, like not even a foot away from the person and gets a uh, Superman punch on him, I don't care who you are. That's not knocking your ass out. I want a full fucking just cock that shit back and punch him. You know what I mean? Like, give me some production around that punch. Not a, I'm going to jump up right here and just give you a punch in the face and that's Superman punch. That that irritated the hell out of me. Um, it's supposed to be your finisher. Let it be your finisher. Not just a, oh, I, I'm just going to toss an arm out there when I'm a half a foot away from you. And, and, and it's going to knock your ass out. Well, look, we did exactly what SmackDown did. We only left a couple minutes for the main event. I am fucking annoyed. Um... And let's be real, like, anybody that didn't think Brock was going to win, like, I wanted Kofi to win. I talked a lot of shit about Kofi <laughs> win. But deep down inside, like, everybody knew Brock was going to win. I've been calling but that to, shit since the day they announced SmackDown going to Fox. Yeah. Like, we all knew it was going to happen. We did. And it but sucks. To to take everything that happened pre-WrestleMania, to take that moment at WrestleMania, everything that's happened since then. I mean, the guy went through gauntlets. The guy went through... You know, all kind of hell just to get the match at WrestleMania. He beats Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. He's defeated Samoa Joe multiple times, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens. Like, just a huge list of people he's beaten. Some of the people that he's beaten went toe-to-toe with Brock and damn near beat him. Rollins actually beat Brock twice. And you're going to tell me Kofi can't last fucking 10 seconds with Brock Lesnar on the biggest... I mean, on really- the biggest fucking debut show in the history of professional wrestling on broadcast television, not cable, network television, four million people watching, Friday Night SmackDown. They did all this pushing, and the motherfucker runs out there and jumps into an F5 and then doesn't even kick out. Just so you can have Cain Velasquez show up and challenge Brock for blood money in Saudi Arabia. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm fine with Brock winning. You know, as long as we've been doing this, I like Brock. I have no problem with Brock being the champion. I'm fine with Brock beating Kofi. But goddamn, one trouble in paradise? Even if it was a two-minute match, at least let Kofi get some shit in. I mean, that's just... I don't don't know. To treat that man's title... He had a great, not a good, a great title win. The biggest WrestleMania moment I've ever seen since I've been watching WrestleMania. I've never seen... An entire crowd of people all behind the same guy. Everybody was cheering for Kofi. Rock versus Hogan, you had a mixture. Becky in the main event, you had a mixture. Austin versus Rock, you had a mixture. Macho versus Ricky the Dragon, you had a mixture. Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, 50-50. Everybody in that goddamn arena was cheering for Kofi Kingston that night. And you go out there and have him lose in fucking nine seconds. You, you, you got the rest of the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will say the yeah watching being there watching him win that title at WrestleMania and then being here watching him lose it at at SmackDown. Oh shit, I forgot you were. That's right. It's like you said he had a great reign. Personally, I felt he's had the best reign since WrestleMania. Like no title has been elevated or had as much of a reign than that WWE Championship. Not the universal title that switched hands three times or in that time period or twice, whatever it was. Um, not the U.S. title. The IC title hasn't even fucking been on TV. Uh, the women's championships, they've done their things, but they really haven't. The, what Kofi's done with that belt since he's had it 
has been bigger and greater than what anybody else has done with their title since WrestleMania. And to to go and I, I want to say not devalue, but to basically just end that reign the way they did, it's like he was a sacrificial lamb for what they're going to give or what we're going to get. If we're even going to get anything big out of it, I, obviously we're going to get Kane versus Brock, but is that going to be something that's going to be that's going to sustain for a long period of time? I don't think so. Is is Kane going to be here for a long term? I don't think so. He hadn't even, word is he hadn't even signed with the WWE. So I mean, to go with that, like, what are they going to do with Kofi now? Like, they could have still kept did something with him, so he was still a made man. But like in front of everyone who's tuning in for the first time, three point eight nine million viewers, and for the first time, some of them this is the first time some of them have actually seen Kofi, and you did nothing for him at all. And that's what was irritating. The only explanation I can have is reports are Fox wants a more sports-like feel. So if we're going in a real fight, Kofi shouldn't last more than 10 seconds against Brock Lesnar. But it's fucking pro wrestling. Like, at the end of the day, Fox knows what they paid for. I don't want to hear that shit. I watched Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar and damn near beat him. And Kofi's had a better run as champion. Well, Daniel Bryan's run was pretty good. But Kofi, in my eyes right now, Kofi was better than them at the time that they fought Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins beat the guy twice. That's um, I'm not as mad about it as I was when it happened. Not only did he beat the guy twice, like, he kicked out of like six or seven F5s. True that. Well, Marty, it's been a hell of a week in wrestling. We got the draft coming up this week. We got Hell in a Cell tonight. Um... Any predictions about Hell in a Cell or the draft before we get out of here? Seth Rollins using Universal title tonight. I think Braun's going to show up in that match. And that's how I... I don't think Seth's going to lose to... I actually think Seth's going to end up losing the belt to Roman. Um, or Kofi. I haven't decided yet. I think Becky and Bailey retain in some kind of way they switch shows and Becky ends up on SmackDown and Bailey ends up on Raw. And I guess they just walk out and trade titles. I don't, I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that. Uh, but I definitely think SmackDown wants Becky. And if you look at all the promotion and stuff like that, SmackDown's definitely getting Becky. Uh, that's all I could think of as far as the draft goes, man. Yep. Um, hell in a cell tonight. It'll be fun. Cowboys beating the Packers will be great. Now you're talking delusional right now. And that's code word for me to sign out. It's going to be like Brock Lesnar versus fucking Kofi Kingston. And guess who's Kofi? The Green Bay Packers. And then Kane Velasquez. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to come down that final drive, and the Cowboys are going to just, oh, we're good. Do what you do, Aaron. Do what you do. Sheriff, Episode do what 50 you do. of Boot to the Face for Marty Vasquez. I've been Chris Rucker saying peace. Later. Cowboys by a million.